There's two laps to go. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And Earnhardt is within striking distance. Here comes Earnhardt. He's running down the left of the car left. That's the back straightaway. Get ready. It's the Dale Jr. download. What a day in history. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will win the Coca-Cola 300. Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr. back again for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download, week two of quarantine. And we are here recording. Everybody's actually at home um, doing this from their own houses. And it's been fun. We've had yeah. a little good time. We got Mike. What's up? Uh, Matthew, everybody here uh, ready to do a show. We got Kyle Bush coming on later. Can't wait. Huh? I said I can't wait. Oh, you can't wait? Yeah. No. I'm looking forward to it. Talking to Kyle Bush, we're going to ask him about sim racing and and uh, what else is he doing? What else is he Everybody's just sitting around their house on their phones on the couch, I bet. All right, man. So uh, this is uh, show number two uh, on, you know, on the uh, on the laptops and with our, in our home studios. How's everybody doing? Man, we're doing good. I tell you what, show number two on the couch. Uh, this is, uh, I don't know, I'm afraid we're going to get you on a couch. You're not on a couch, are you? I, you are sitting I, on the couch. I, I use that figuratively, guys. <laughs> I mean, come on, work with me a little bit. I mean, it's not Leah, like. Leah, is that mic new? That looks nice. It is new, yeah. 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 Cool. I got I got a new mic. Wait, wait. All of y'all have new mics this week. Yeah. Except for Mike. Look at you. Same, except for Mike with the same old mic. Yeah, old school. Well, I tell you what, I know, I know where the pecking order is now. That's what right. you probably had one and just refused it. No. Let's be honest, Mike. Uh, you didn't want yeah. me to Jeremy Jeremy McSteen to come deliver it. I got Dillner's germs, honey. Did Did Mike refuse a new mic because of the worried about the germs? I think I, so. Hey, I, I thought I was overly worried about the germs. Um. <laughs> But you know you can like you know you can wipe down your packages when they get it, when they get delivered, and um, do what you got to do there. But Mike refused it. How thorough was I, Leah? How thorough? Well, you, Leah saw the thorough nature. How thorough was I well, when I delivered your right. mic? So Dillner was very thorough, and I wiped it off when I brought it into my apartment again after he just sprayed it in Lysol in the parking lot, and I took it out of the box and I plugged it in, and it didn't work. <laughs> so I'm like, what do we do? So then I had to actually go to Best Buy and Mooresville and they had oh. the most amazing process ever. I never got out of my car. No one ever came near me. Everything was through my passenger window. They were in gloves, mask, the whole deal. For, For real. real. Hey. And you how did you pick out your item? So I I pulled up there. They had a tent and they said, what are you here for? I said, I'm here for an exchange. And Matthew had already talked to them on the phone. So they took the old mic, asked me what was wrong with it. And then they went in the store, brought me my new mic. I was in and out of there in like less than 10 minutes. Dang. I've been needing a webcam and I've been waiting on it to be shipped from the manufacturer. And I probably could have drove over and done that. No, I they're all out. That. I checked for you. That's Every buy right. in the like 400 mile radius. I imagine webcams <laughs> are flying off the shelves and yeah. um, that's figurative too, Mike, um, much like the couch. The, um, I just, um, yeah, like I have been, you know, I don't need no webcam. Uh, what do I want a webcam for? I'm not doing any webcam stuff, but now it's the only way you can really communicate. This is a, I've got a laptop here, but I'm trying to get a webcam fired up so I can, uh, you know, be part of the process during those races that, uh, Fox has been putting on where they look in on the drivers driving. Yeah. Um, 
So trying to get buttoned up there, but can I just tell you, I was not afraid. I didn't refuse the mic because of germs. Well, it's okay. Y'all don't, y'all don't ask my reasons for anything, but it was, had nothing to do with germs. It has to do with the fact that those mics are the size of the Hindenburg. Look, only mine. Yeah. It looks like you went shopping at the Adam and Eve store. hmm. To be to be quite honest, that has been that has it, it's that has been an, a bit of an annoyance about this mic. Cause look, look at this thing, man. Exactly. Look at this. That's obscene. It's just ridiculous. Look at that. I mean, that's the mine's blue. That's, that's old space right there. I mean, this thing takes up. Yeah, the but whole in your screen. shot, you barely see it. Well, I know because I have, you have my, a good shot. You know why? I had to basically put my laptop on top of a cardboard box so that the mic wasn't like this. <laughs> really? <shot>. Exactly. <laughs> So my laptop's on a book. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just to so, get these giant microphones out of the shot, Matthew. All Matthew had to say to me was, Hey, I need to get you a new mic. It'll look just like mine. And I'm like, no, yeah, thanks. I think you should give that to Leah. <laughs> thanks, Mike. I'm actually real happy it. with mine, but you are right. They are giant, way too big. And then he puts that. And then Matthew puts that puffy thing puffy thing on top of his mic it looks like bob ross's head on it i just <laughs> pop a lot of peas so this thing helps me not pop peas you pop a lot of that. peas that sounds like a personal problem i don't know do that offline buddy pop, <laughs> pop your peas somewhere else not on my show well <laughs> anyhow um you got no segue any, for that do you <laughs> no, i'm speechless any new developments in anybody's lives going uh, since last week mm. i removed a i have a I don't know if I've, sh- you know, we could pop this into the show or any of the clips, but I've, um, I had a, I have a DJ booth in the basement and it's a 48 pickup truck cab. So, you know, when you're down there hanging at the bar, having a few beers, you're looking at the front of this truck. And if you want to go in the DJ booth, you kind of go around into the interior of the truck and you can look out. Um, and I have over the years since 2009 or eight or whatever, decaled this truck completely covered the entire cab with decals and i have cleaned it of no decals i have pulled oh. all the decals probably 100 150 decals oh really oh, there yeah. was a dirty mo media decal on that there was awesome nope, old there school wasn't ones mike it was a dirty mo radio yeah oh. there's you, old school ones though you wanted to change our logo and the whole name of the <laughs> thing so it's now dirty mo media so all the dirty mo radio stuff is obsolete is that why you tore them all off because it just didn't feel right anymore you know i'm i know there's more important jobs to be doing around my house <laughs> and i'm going to do them but i saw it i was like you know what amy always hated that i'm gonna clean that truck up i saw some pictures of it a long time ago before i decal i'm like man it looked good it's nice and clean it's kind of a matte black, kind of a low gloss black, I guess, mild mid gloss. But I just finished today. I just finished pulling all the decals off of it with some goo goo gone, and I had really long fingernails. I've trimmed them uh, since uh, as soon as I got done. I finally trimmed my nails because I was like using. I let my nails grow really long, uh, and because uh, they, they were a good tool for pulling off stickers. <laughs> and um, it's like I a just, DIY segment yeah, here. I just finished. <laughs> I got the goo gone to get the rest of the residue off. And then I waxed it. I cleaned the windows. I ain't never done that. I've been living here with that truck for over 10 years. I ain't never touched that thing. And uh, now look at me, man. I'm waxing it, cleaning the windows like as if I was going to drive it down the street. Yeah, it's crazy. So 
Uh, there's another little uh, project. I'm going to do a little outdoor patio for Isla and give her a place to play. We I've been working too, Mike, but more the work that I've been doing is emails. Um, NBC is going to start firing up some stuff going on that I'm going to be a part of over the next week, uh, particularly next Wednesday. Stay tuned, I guess, to, to find out what we've got going on, but it's going to involve, uh, it's going to involve a lot of past uh, history and content races, but also iRacing component. But it's been uh, pretty much the same. Um, now that I've got the truck done or cleaned up, yeah, what's next? Uh, uh, we've been trying to use the pool a little bit. Isla loves to swim, and I've been tr- I've been really excited about getting her more acclimated with swimming, um, and more comfortable with swimming. And and uh, yeah, so one of the things though she is not comfortable with. Maybe you can help me here, Mike and Matthew. Brushing your teeth. I cannot get Isla to brush her dang teeth. It's driving me crazy. Oh, I've got one. Oh, what is it? Song. Huh? It's a brush them high, brush them low. Yeah, that song. Give your smile yeah. that shiny glow. That's how we got uh, Hudson and Annabelle yeah. in on it. All right. How did, what was your method? I think he just told you. Our method was no, to like, I know, I wanna, I wanna play. I want to uh, play it out. Play it out. What you do. Okay. Um, we gave them the brush and put the toothpaste on it. And at first, they're just going to suck on it. When I put it in, when she sees it, she goes, uh. what type of toothpaste you got? For and I'm like, come on now. She goes, uh. and I'm like, <laughs> I can't even get started. Like we, we did it a few times and, uh, you know, maybe putting some bubbles in the bath. I could, I could trade barter, but, um, you know, what I don't type want... of toothpaste do you have for? Like, like, is it like the fr- kids fruity type stuff that they, it's uh, like candy no, it's almost kind of a gray. Duh. Yeah, Concrete, got like yeah, it's that Herman old hammer. No, the kids no, no, no. Give the kids some bubblegum toothpaste no, 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 no. or something. She's not getting bubblegum toothpaste. Um, she's gonna get toddler toothpaste. That's what the hell she's gonna get. Yeah, but what but, does it taste like? I don't know, man. Well, this seems like a big. It's a big, worthy question. Uh, yeah, it's a big piece of information, like Dale. Yeah. Maybe she doesn't like the it's taste. Not, well, that's not my decision around this house. So, <laughs> oh, what he's saying <laughs> is, all right, I got it. We're reading between. I'm the gonna use. I, let's just say that I'm using the toothpaste. <laughs> that's given to you. That's given to me. <laughs> and I've got to try to coax her into brushing her teeth. I want her teeth to be awesome. Um, they, they look great now. And I want them to stay that way. But I cannot get her to take me seriously and take this toothbrush and thing seriously. It's so frustrating. So that's kind of been going on each night because we just started brushing her teeth pretty much in the last, you know, a couple months, maybe not even that long. But um, good Lord, frustrating. I mean, we brushed your teeth before that, but with sort of that little thing you put on your finger and not the real, not a real brush, right? And not toothpaste because you, I guess you're not, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Yeah. But yeah, that's been kind of frustrating for me. So are you, how closely are all you guys keeping up with the, are, are you guys like plugged into COVID updates every day? Or are you trying to distance yourself from it so you can not be, you know, worrying all the time? I'm plugged in. You're you're plugged in, and and pretty, so pretty where does that left you right now? Are you uh, give us uh, your okay? So um, you know it it's hard to have this conversation because it's hard not to involve politics in it because you can't have the conversation about the virus without involving nations, decisions, truth, faults, errors, mistakes. Um, so I don't really talk about it a lot, even in our own home. 
um, when I talk to Amy about it, I basically just share her, I share with her news that I've heard or, 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 or just to make sure she's sure uh, how serious the situation is. But I don't get in a conversation of, do you think this was wrong? Do you think this was right? Do you think they should have did this or that? Um, so I try to avoid those. And I'm going to do the same thing here. You know, I don't want to um, get in an argument or read on my social media about how wrong I am or how bad my, you know, my ideology about it is or whatever. So I'm just going to say that I read as much as I can and I make my choice on what I think I need to know, what I think I need to do with that information. And, um, I do try to encourage my friends, you know, we have big group text that a lot of friends are on there and I do try to encourage them probably more than I should to take it seriously. And the one thing that I fear is that we don't know the truth about how bad this is. Sure. All right. Um, particularly with China. Um, I think that information is going to come out, um, whether what, they've been telling us is the truth or not that it, that's eventually going to be known. And it's best for me, in my opinion, to err on the side of taking it very serious, not, you know, not assuming that, man, if I get this, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have a big issue. It's going to be not, a, it's not going to be a problem. Plus Amy, you know, we talked about last week, Amy's pregnant. I want to protect her from having any issues with that. I don't want my daughter to go through that, uh, being feeling bad, being sick. I mean, I've heard um, accounts of friends of mine, people that I know that have had this illness, and it's ranged from mild fever, hardly anything at all, to I couldn't walk and get out of bed. And I was quarantined in my bedroom for 20 days. Couldn't mm. see anybody, couldn't leave the room and was feeling pain and stress that I've never experienced in my life. So, I mean, you can't, why I'm not going to take any chances because I don't know how I'm going to react to it. I don't know how my family could react to it. I don't want to be away. I'm, this is already bad enough, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a worse situation. I can't even, you know, I don't want to be in a worse situation. I'm not going to get it. I don't want to get it. I'm trying not to get it. I'm trying not, you know, keep my family from getting it. And so I don't really, you know, watch the news all day. I just kind of skim through different spaces to find kind of what I want to find. And maybe in, in the evenings before I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning, I sort of get an update on what's been going on around the world while we've been asleep. Cause it's changing every day. Every day there's news about something happening, whether it's getting worse here or it's, or it's been an outbreak over here or this country's now involved in some serious situations or that, that science has gotten better or whatever. And he, you know, I want to know what's going on. So I'm pretty plugged into it. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, stay aware, you know, stay knowledgeable and aware. How about you guys? Well, this morning I'm, uh, first of all, I can't stand how politics come into this type of conversation. It's like it, to me, I, it feels like if there's one place that should not be political, this ought to be it. But yet, because it's us, we're all political and it's, you know, we can't help ourselves. So I'm like you, I don't want to get into the politics of it. Cause I, that's the part I hate anyways. I'll tell you this. 
I know there's a virus and I know there's it, it's getting around and I know that I got to do some smart things because I don't want my family to get it. my wife's in the healthcare profession. I don't, I, I'm worried sick about her because sure. they're calling in all those people into the front lines to deal with this stuff. And I'm worried about all our healthcare professionals, frankly. But the fact of the matter is like this morning, I had to go to the store and man, I looked like, I looked like a mummy going down those aisles. I looked like, I mean, I'm wearing gloves. I got, my daughter made me a mask. I'm saying, you know, she didn't want to send me out. I had to go to the store. I had to go to the store, right? It's like I had to go and I had to go get some stuff. And so, uh, it was the first time I'd been out since this is really kind of ratcheted up. You know, I was out several weeks ago, but this is the first time I've been out of my, my little abode here since, this is really ratcheted up. And I'm telling you, man, it's so weird. You got people with masks in the grocery store and you got this one lady who just didn't care and is going to sit there and cut you off and walk. And I'm just thinking, I'm calling her names in my head. Here's one for you. The interstate is all but empty, right? And yet I saw a guy today go from the slow lane all the way over like, wow, all the way over to the pay lane because he wanted to, I guess, beat traffic when there is no traffic. I'm like, there's just some idiots out there, right? You mean a guy? Yes. Left, he went left the regular to lane to run the run the what do you call them? The fast pass the, lane. The, the fast, fast pass, pass lane. lane, and they're not. There's not a not a car on the interstate. What an before idiot! The, before those poles start coming at you, you know what I'm saying? The yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. had to basically do dukes of hazard across the interstate to get into the pay lane when it's empty the whole road mm-hmm. is empty right so it's just like that was entertaining for me i you know i'd laughed at that but i'm just like listen i couldn't wait to get to the store and get back home because it like i the way i see it there's only one way i'm gonna get it and that's getting out into the community and i don't want it and i'm part of me's like Man, when before it's all said and done, I mean, this thing, I still feel like we're on the front end of it. I mean, like, you know, we're good chance that, you know, of the, what is it? The, the four of us in this thing, you know, one of us could get it pretty good. I mean, the chances are good. I don't want to freak out about that. And I don't, I just want to be smart. I just want yeah. to be smart. And, and, uh, I, you know, I want our businesses to still like, I want to come up. I like the challenge of coming up with some new ideas on, so we can keep kind of doing what we, uh, set out to do. Um, but you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm just trying to stay away from it all. So uh, staying away from the constant updates because that to me just starts affecting my my whole mood and in, in, in my whole. Do you thing. feel like Mike that everybody in your house is taking it as seriously as they need to? Man, that's a great question. So my kids still don't understand what this is all about. Why they're not in school? That you know, and and like you know, God bless them they'll do things and I'll be like, don't touch that. You know, we'll be walking down the road and, and um, you know, we'll be doing something. And I'm just like, you know, they'll see one of their friends and they're like, I said, keep your distance from them. All right. But their brains are not wired to distance themselves from it because their brains are not wired to understand what a virus even means or what, what we're going through, what a pandemic means. And so they're they're They don't even know how to process it. My wife on the other hand is a healthcare professional. Like I said, she she does she processes things in her own way a lot of a lot of times i don't know how to say this i mean a lot of times she's like listen uh here's a good example she being in the role that she's in she was ready she wanted to go volunteer now think about this what if this was amy or what matthew what if this is your wife she's like i need to go down to the hospital she starts pulling out her scrubs that she's she hadn't used because she's in a more of an administrative role now she's not on the floor 
but she was ready to go. And I'm like, where do you think you're going? No, 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 don't go. No, what are you doing? You know, what about us? You know, you're going to go down there. And, and that's such a selfish, I felt rotten for even saying that, right? I did. I ain't going to lie. But, but she was ready to go. It's like, you know, a soldier ready to go fight the war. And man, you talk about a difference of approach. And, and we really had to come to an understanding. I'm like, listen, I, 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 I can appreciate that. I, you know, I, and, and sorry for my selfishness, but I don't want you to go. <laughs> you know, I'm not yeah. going to lie. No, I feel the same way. My, uh, my sister-in-law is a doctor in my hometown. And so they're very lucky. They haven't had anybody in my entire County test positive. Um, but you know, she goes to work every day and, and they're testing people and like they, you know, there's stuff going on there. They have a full tent set up outside the hospital. So anybody with any respiratory problems, they don't come in the hospital. They stay outside. Um, and she comes home every day and, she takes her scrubs off in the garage and you know, like it's just, we're a pretty tight knit family and you know, she's got a big family. I've got a big family and you know, we we're used to hanging out and like, you don't, she's not seeing anyone besides my brother, which means now my brother can't see anybody, you know? So it's just, it's terrifying, you know, thinking that, you know, she's going to be exposed. Like there's no doubt she will be exposed to it. That's well, just scary. You know where this week got real when um, Joe Diffie died? And I'm not like this big Joe Diffie fan club member or anything. But, you know, now all of a sudden people that we know of, celebrities, I mean, we know that the virus isn't isn't selective. Right. But it becomes a lot more real when, when, when people – you know, that we know of and that we like, you know, or, you know, like, like Dale said, or, yeah. or somebody at my home track, I saw, you know, up in Long Island got it and he's an older gentleman and it's, it wakes you up a little bit. You know, we're, we're not shopping anymore. Uh, I shopped the other week before our shutdown and just got as much as I can physically fit in our little freezer. And I told Erica she was going to go out to Target and do the curbside thing the other day. I'm like, let's just hold off and maybe once every two weeks we'll do some master reset, huge shopping thing and do it curbside. But that's it. I'm not leaving my yard. But you're inviting the entire neighborhood not, to come to it. No, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> my neighbor's kid, kids come over. They go on our swings and they, my kids go on their trampoline. And it's just, and we know where they're at. They're not leaving the house either. You know, uh, the, the mom isn't has, is going to work from home. The dad's working from home. It's it, like Leah said, it can be scary. You just can't freak out about it. And you just got to uh, close up and protect your core, protect your family. And then, you know, protect ourselves here with the show. What we're doing right now is a reason, you know, we're all trying to protect each other. Mike's been trying to protect us and keep us away from certain things. And uh, there's a lot of tough decisions and, and we're just doing the best we can. Everybody has to just do that and be respectful. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, I feel like that with the um, initial reaction from just our industry and, and from, you know, the, the, the public in this area where I live, um, we've all learned, you know, the initial reaction was, you know, we're going to try to get back to racing within a month. We're going to try to, now it's going to be two months. Now it's going to be three months. It's, you know, and, and will they shut down Mecklenburg County? Will they shut down this area? Now it's the whole state. I mean, it, you know, it seems to be ratcheting up. And what that tells me, is in my mind 
is that we're all learning. Like everyone is learning about this in real time. And we're all starting to see that it's more serious than we first thought. And I still don't know that we have a great peg on just how serious it is. And so I'm not going to open myself up or let my guard down until I know exactly what we're dealing with. And I'm not going to take any chances. And so, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I, I just hope that eventually things get back to normal. I don't know when that's going to be and probably not. It's definitely not going to be soon enough. <laughs> so, you know, my, my house was real disappointed to hear that we were going to be, um, you know, kind of buckled down here for 30 days when North Carolina made the announcement that they were, there was a stay at home, um, for everybody. And, and, and I, at that, in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, I can be, you know, don't be disappointed about that because this could get longer. This could get delayed into the summer and even further. And you just don't know, you just got to mentally be prepared for this to be quite a long process so that you can, cause every day and listen, I'm, I know that there are people in worse shape than us and worse shape than me, but I know if I get out of the bed every day going, damn, it's like groundhog day. Every day I get up and go, well, here we, here we go again, Amy. Another day of doing what we're doing with, no, you know, and it's frustrating. Um, and, t- and there are times when I get overly frustrated, unnecessarily frustrated. Amy has those moments as well. Um, and I think we're, every household's going through that. And it's just, it's going to be a little tougher as the weeks go. I do really empathize for Amy. Uh, I cannot imagine, and, and you, by the way, uh, I cannot imagine being pregnant going through this that that right there would would, would, uh that's a whole nother level of anxiety that i can't even contemplate right now because of something you said last week on our show and that was you know the normal appointments that we're so accustomed to doing you know finding out the sex of the baby finding out this man it it occurred to me and i've forgotten about this but it occurred to me those are so important when you're you know especially for your wife i mean like my wife, like those were huge and, and like huge because they're now like wired into everything is about that baby. Everything's about that baby, right? Yeah. Everything. And, and so the smallest little like missing an appointment here, missing an appointment there. I, I had forgotten until you mentioned that. And I'm like, man, if you're Amy, if you're Dale, that's got to be incredibly uh, anxious. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so many things that they learn from the blood work, you know, and, sure. uh, yeah, we just you, we just had to wait, but um, you know, talking to Amy, she doesn't even want to go to the hospital, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't right. want. To, she's like, you know, I don't want to be anywhere near hospital right now with everything going on, and uh, you know, and, I, and I'm actually I'm actually comfortable and confident because I'm I believe in things happen for a reason. This is all you know. I'm we're in this situation. There's a reason for it. I think going to these appointments would be nice. Learning this information about our child would be great. It's not essential. It's not, uh, you know, a critical knowledge. Um, but there's a reason why we're not allowed to know this information for whatever, you know, whatever that is. There's a reason why we're having to go through this process differently than we did with Isla. Whatever that is, you know, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to work out. And whatever, whatever hand I'm dealt, you know, every day I try to justify it or reason with it or make sense of it and, and, and just play that hand. So, uh, 
day by day, son. boys. I, I'm That's telling you what. It's one day at a time. It's one day at a time, and and I appreciate you guys uh, being honest about it. And a lot of the, for our listeners, we're we're very, you know, concerned for you too. And I appreciate. Listen, we don't we have not talked about this. The four of us on this show right now, we're doing it. Uh, I, I've been curious about how my friends here are um, are dealing with it and coping with it. And a lot of us times we just need to talk about it out loud, but we don't really do it during the week. And so, uh, for better or worse, listeners, uh, you're getting to uh, hear us kind of go through that process right now on this show so yeah and i know y'all got a lot of questions everybody listening out there about when we're going to go back to racing uh you know we thought we would go back to racing at at martinsville or we hoped we would now there's a stay at home for virginia that extends beyond that race so that really changes maybe what nascar is capable of doing for that event um but we don't know if this is going to push things back in the midsummer or even beyond that so it's so fluid and we've got to be able to understand that the plan that we have today could change tomorrow. Um, I'm really enjoying the iRacing thing that we're doing. Until that process happens, until we do get back to racing, I've, I'm actually enjoying it. I, you know, The first week w- was a bit overwhelming. And after that Homestead race, I got done and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this every single week. But then we raced this past weekend in Texas. Mike, you put together a pretty cool little thing with Steven Steffen. Uh, my crew chief, if you will, uh, during these races to be able to stream from his point of view. Um, he's a, Steven's a streamer of many video games and uh, very uh, active on iRacing. So he's very capable of doing all the things we need him to do from that streaming platform and interact with people chatting and so forth. And I know Leah, you're going to help us with that as well. That was a lot of fun that brought a new element into the whole experience for me. I got done racing at Texas. And ever since that moment, I have thought so positively about that experience that I'm really excited about the next race. Whereas after Homestead, I was like, Hmm, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to commit to this. I racing is fun. I like to climb on that sim and just enjoy it. I don't want to be scheduled to race. I don't want to, you know, you know, I retired from that. The, what we did this past weekend with, with, uh, Steven, Stefan streaming and giving the fans that sort of point of view we had 15,000 ish people tune into his stream and watch from his vantage point. You could hear me and him talking, uh, about our pit stops, our strategy. You had TJ major spotting for me as well. And he was in there chatting as well. You could all listen to that on that stream. Uh, appreciate you guys efforts to put all that together and uh made that experience for me a whole lot more fun oh so uh, it was incredible listen this was this twitch steven stefan has a twitch channel as most you know a lot of gamers do for sure it's not like he's the only one but we basically got to uh uh, uh, just watch you and listen into your team channel you steven and tj talking and uh, by the way, go to Dirty Mo Media's. By the time this podcast comes out, you'll be able to go to Dirty Mo Media's YouTube channel and see kind of a highlights of that. Stephen Steffen, as the crew chief, I had no preconceived notions on what that actually even meant in your sim world. Had no idea. But Stephen puts his crew shirt on, his Hellman's crew shirt on. You know, he looked a little like Harry Hogg sitting there on the pit box. And he actually was engaging with people there, you know, the people in the chat, like you said, there was 16,000 people that came in at some point of this stuff. And at one time there would always be three or 4,000. And so uh, you got Steven sitting there, crew chief in your race, engaging with you, obviously talking, communicating with you. 
also answering fan questions. It was an unreal experience. It made me like I had options. I had to, I had to choose between Fox's broadcast, obviously, Brett Griffin and Freddie Kraft doing their live stream, or this. I looked <laughs> at all three of them and I chose this because it was actually more entertaining for me. And no knock on all the other people. They're all doing it. It's just whatever your preference is. But that was, I hope we do it some more. I hope we do because that was a lot of fun. And it sure did give a lot of insight into your race. Yeah, appreciate it. I enjoyed it. Made it a lot more fun for me. This weekend, we got Bristol coming up. That's going to be a wild one. I think they're going to change the format for that race to where we'll run some heat races and maybe a smaller field for the main event to keep the calamity and, and chaos down a little bit. But still, I'm glad that they're not avoiding these short tracks, which will be more challenging for everybody no. on the sim. It'll um, be carnage. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a junk. I'm, yeah, I'm glad they're not avoiding it. So um, they could just avoid it and go to Dagger somewhere, but uh, they're going to let it rip. I'm liking That's that. Awesome. Um, and I told you, keep an eye out for uh, some of M- NBC's ideas. They got an iRacing component coming out here soon that I think people are going to be excited about. Yes, we should be able to bring in Kyle Bush. He's going to call in uh, and tell us his experience about um, what he's de- what he's enjoyed about iRacing. He's a new uh, member of the service, and his two races under his belt, I feel like he really improved from Homestead to Texas. We're going to ask him about that and also see what he's doing during quarantine uh, with his family. So let's let's see if we can get get let's- Kyle online. Let's do that. Matthew, while you dial him up, Dale, how about you hit us with a next door ad? We got a new partner this week. Hit us with some next door information. Matthew, you go ahead and dial up Kyle. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Look here. We just got joined by Kyle Bush. What's up, man? Gosh, you guys are way too ugly. <laughs> well, you knew that. When you yeah, I knew that. All right, so we got Kyle Bush coming in to the uh, podcast. Thanks for calling in, Kyle. I know you've uh, got better things to do to be hanging around. On Not your really. Phone. Really? No, I don't. No. Well, how, how, how has it been for you? I mean, we've all been talking about how this experience has been for us, but Give us your perspective of what you've been doing for the last few weeks. Uh, it's been pretty interesting, that's for sure. Obviously, just kind of staying at home, being at home, and not doing a whole lot. But, um, you know, getting into this iRacing gig, that's certainly been uh, the, the first part of all of this stuff going on and trying to figure all of that stuff out. Last night, I was actually trying to figure out how to run a sprint car. Them things are damn hard. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that's been part of the fun. And then now we're doing house projects. You know, we kind of hear about everybody else getting into the house gig and, doing some stuff and uh, Samantha decided she wanted to paint the basement. So we're doing baseboards and 
and trim and uh, doors and walls and everything. So that I'll be there down there for about the next month. Man, so you're physically doing this work yourself, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I saw the I saw the estimate for the uh, <laughs> you know the the price that for painting it all and doing all that and paying somebody to do it. And I said that ain't happening. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I would imagine during a quarantine the price doubles if you need uh, help. For, well, for actually, no. The price was the price came in about uh, two months ago, maybe a uh, little bit before the quarantine happened. Oh. And still, it was like I can now. I can see why these guys wanted to charge so much. The, the <laughs> material's not that expensive. I think we're four hundred and fifty bucks into materials, but time and effort—that's where it's at. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I got to give it to you, man. I haven't really—I've got into a few small projects around my house, but nothing like that. That sounds pretty elaborate. Uh, you it's, talk about—it's uh, going to be intense. So um, uh, pray for me. Yeah, I will. You—you—you um, <laughs> you, you know. You have been uh, involved in iRacing. Um, props to that because not everybody has dove into this. And, um, you know, all the drivers that do participate, it really is big for all the fans that are sitting around waiting on racing to get back to normal. So it's pretty awesome that you're involved. And the fact that you really probably didn't do it much before, if at all, uh, you've learned on the fly for the last two weeks. I, f I feel like that you were the most improved from Homestead <laughs> to this past Sunday. Uh, there was one particular point in the race um, – where you were driving up through the field uh, because you had either done the strategy better uh, as far as getting new tires under a certain caution, or you were also learning really well, which is one of the key parts about iRacing is saving your tires for that long run. What have you learned over just a few weeks that you've been doing it? Because it seems like you're grasping it pretty quickly. Yeah, the uh, the biggest thing there was I got homestead. I kind of felt like I was halfway decent. I just qualified in the 30s. And then every time I was kind of on my way, picking off cars after about 10, 12 laps because guys would burn their tires off, I was making my way up through, the wrecks would happen, and then it caused me to have to go to the back and start all over again, you know. So qualified in the back again this week at Texas. I didn't get a good qualifying lap in. The field's really, really tight. Yeah. Um, but past that, just was able to pick cars off. You know, we got into that wreck down the back stretch with Blaney. Uh, he was trying to do the side draft on me to slow me down, and I texted him after the race i said hey you know that the side draft algorithm doesn't work right like you don't have to be that close <laughs> and and he didn't know that so um some of these guys it's new to them as well but overall i was able like you said drive up through the field i think i got as high as like ninth by myself and then we had that caution late in the going and then it was going to be um you know the, the four lap blast to the end and whatnot but um i just spending time on it kind of getting used to the driving of it and like you said saving the tires a little bit but also just the ability of being able to work on your lines, work on the visual. The visual aspect to me is the biggest one. You know, like you're, you're looking at a screen, but it's also you got to look and being able to find your lift marks, being able to find your throttle up marks, being able to see how far away are they really of you and, and the mirror aspect and all that. So it's just learning, trying to figure all that out. Well, it's been a lot of fun to watch you and a lot of other guys get, get uh, acclimated with driving on the service, you've had two sims now, two different computer uh, setups and, and steering wheels and, and pedals yeah. in the yeah. two races. Um, what's the process there for you? Yeah, the first one I had, I was over at uh, Ty Gibbs's shop, and uh, he's got this SimCraft, the spaceship one that looks like Denny Hamlin's. Yeah. And then uh, the latest one that I ran was uh, a borrowed unit. I, I asked the, the Toyota guys if they'd let me borrow some of theirs. They had some, and so we brought it over to my house and got it all set up. It's a uh, Carolina Sim unit, which I guess is uh, 
who do they use for the rig? They use somebody's rig, right? Yeah, they buy rig components and put it together themselves. That's the same one that I bought uh, many months ago. Yeah. Um, pretty yeah. good. I'm real happy with it. I'm real happy with the the feel, and I've got the feel all set up. I got the vibration thing all going the way I want to, and the feedback through the wheel, right? It's just my visuals, the screens. They're so wide but so short that I can't I can't see all of what I want to see. So I think the screens are wrong. They're like. 32 inches wide by 13 inches tall. Like that's not right. So I got to get different screens. So that's next. I hear you, man. Well, there are a lot of adjustments that you can make to make the point of view or the field of view, uh, what you want to kind of capture what you're looking for. If you're looking for more dash or whatever, but, um, you're going to learn all this stuff. You're going to learn so much through this process. I guess you, you're uh, going to continue to compete going, going forward as, uh, as long as this thing's going. Yeah, I'd like to figure out how to use it as a tool and, and use it as something that can help you because everybody's kind of getting into the real sim world, right? And going over to TRD for us, Ford Performance has one, Chevy's got one, everybody's got these sim units. Well, if you can just get three hours a day and kind of learn some of the nuances and the tendencies and practice those uh, and, and and use the tool properly. Like to me, I went and ran Bristol late last night and there were guys running around there at 1450s and I started blasting off laps and I think I ran like a 78 or something like that, but it was so unreal. Like that's not ever going to happen in real life, you know, like just throwing it in under the top, sliding up to the wall, bouncing off the wall, hammering the gas and driving straight up off the corner to run a fast lap. Like you, yeah, you can run a fast lap, but in all reality, that's not real. So you got to be able to use it as a tool and, and use it right. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about Bristol being a short track um, and the wide <laughs> skill set that we have in the series from front to back. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a little bit different format, though. I'm hearing different things about heat races, smaller field for the main event, things like that that may may improve as far as how the race goes. But it should be fun to watch everybody try to skip from that. Uh, Homestead in Texas is pretty straightforward, uh, not really too uh, challenging as far as throttle points and so forth. But uh, Bristol will be tough for everybody, even me. I haven't really put a lot of laps in at Bristol on the sim in a long time, so it'll be tough for everybody. Yeah, it definitely will. I can see where uh, getting used to it and uh, just running laps. I think one of the guys, one of the real sim, the professional guys, said he turned like 2,000 laps there or something this week to get ready for uh, tomorrow night's race. So crazy amount of time can be spent on that stuff if you're willing to do it and get into it. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Dale says that Homestead in Texas was pretty straightforward, not like Bristol. Until you get your ass ran over, who was it that you were referring to in your video <laughs> that said ran you over with four to go? Because I don't know who – Dale, Dale Jr. ran my ass over. Man, I was on the inside. Carlo. You knew where the groove was. I was coming down. I had to get down. I was waiting. Okay, so here's what happened. So I come off a of two, and I didn't really get that good of an exit. Junior had a little bit better of an exit on me, so he got a little bit of momentum. But – I saw everybody up front, like four, five, six cars in front. They were all dodging left. And I'm like, oh, they might wreck here. So I wanted to get off to the right to get a better vantage point and viewpoint to see if they would wreck. And they never did. And by the time I was coming back down, it was corner entry. And uh, Junior was there. He plugged the hole. So um, what the heck, up. Junior? That's what, what the you got to do, man. It's four to go. <laughs> yeah. It probably, I thought we were both wrecked. It spun, it spun you out, I'm pretty sure. And I knocked me down on apron. I'm losing spots. I'm thinking, oh, darn, um, this is bad. But then they all wrecked in front of us. And then luckily, I got through most of that and ended up getting Yeah, I've seen that. I saved your ass. You're you welcome. saved me. Yeah, that, that little mis <laughs> mistake down into turn three between us was uh, was what really kept me out of the big wreck that happened on further around the corner. So yeah. funny. 
That's why we wanted you on. We wanted to say thanks. <laughs> well, I do appreciate that. All right. Well, you're welcome. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how, like, there was like four or five other times in the race that I'm running down the back stretch and I got to run on a guy and I roll out a line and I show him my nose like, hey, I'm going to put it in here. And they just turn down and, yeah. and come across your nose. And sometimes you don't know if they're clear or if they're not clear. Cause I think the delay on the, um, the spotter, you know, calling it or whatever, is just a little slow. Uh, like it is like literally somebody's on your inside or whatever, but you can be like almost there or like you where I might've rolled out a titch. I don't even remember, but you stayed wide open and just threw it in there and the wreck is on, you know what I mean? Where some of these other times during the race, I was getting out of the gas to make sure I didn't run over somebody in front of me. Yeah. But when you're right, when you come to four to go, it's time to go. You got to go and get all you can get. So the wreck is on after that point. Yeah. There were some funny, uh, funny moments in that race. A couple guys were running pretty crazy. I don't know if you got around Suarez or Nemechek. Nemechek run, ran well, finished well, but boy, was he aggressive. Uh, and Suarez <laughs> was, uh, just a wild man so funny he eventually got ejected out of the race because he tried to wreck <laughs> ty gibbs on the back straightaways that was is the that, funniest thing ever wait wait that really happened you got it he yeah. got ejected from the race yeah he was ejected out of the race for trying to intentionally wreck ty, ty dylan down the base straightaway. it's on twitter i don't know if you follow social media much mike but it's on there what is that and, <laughs> <laughs> even o'donnell said you're called to the virtual trailer. yeah even though steve o'donnell's joking around it's so funny, man. I was laughing the whole time, pretty much. I'm, I'm trying not to take this real serious so that the bad results don't get under my skin. Um, because you can, you can get so competitive with race car drivers. You know, you want to win. It's easy yeah. to get frustrated. Um, but I'm trying I to have fun. I just wanted to run with. seventh. I thought seventh was going to be a hell of a day. I was going to be happy with seventh. I would have took that after some of the things I went through. Hold on, you yeah. guys. I wanted to ask you both this: Is it possible to get as angry? in a mm. sim race as it would be a real race at another driver. Yeah, it is. I don't think it's, I, I don't like, so Blaney, we're going down a backstretch, right? And I'm minding my own business and, and he crosses me over out of two and then he side drafts me, hits me on the straightaway and wrecks me. And I'm pissed. Like I'm mad. Cause I'm like, damn it. There's only one reset and you just ruined it on lap 12 on the straightaway. <laughs> like really? But in all reality, in real life, if that would have happened in real life, you're going to, you're going to want to go punch that guy. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I guess you're right. I was thinking that it would be the same kind of anger because I've seen, I've been in leagues uh, with TJ Majors and a bunch of friends in Madden, and I've seen Madden do some bad things to people, um, ruin friendships. <laughs> uh, it brings the worst out in you. And I think sim racing, you can allow it to get there if you wanted to, but uh, no normal sane human being would probably let that happen. But um, you can't you get said frustrated. But you said TJ Majors. That's all you had to say. I, he he also said me. normal and sane. Yes. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's none of us. Yeah. Like, who, Dale, who is the best sim racer in the world right now? In the world? Like, like oh, yeah. Like, it, it, like, or maybe in iRacing. Just in iRacing. Who is the best? Well, they're going to race on Tuesday nights in the pro series that, that, that um, iRacing has. And, um, you know, it just, they're all, there's 40 guys that race every two, every other Tuesday on this pro series. Uh, and those are the best guys on the service. Those are the 40 best oval racers on the service. Now there's an equally, uh, prestigious or elite, uh, road course series, uh, that runs. And those guys are the best on the service in, in the road course, which is a lot more te technical in my mind. So they call them aliens. Those guys that are really fast, uh, yeah. or that's sort of the referred term uh, in the sim world is you're an alien if you are just ridiculous 
at what you're doing. And, and it's funny because you would think that if we all put the same amount of time in, we all would be about the same uh, in talent or ability. There he is. We would. Uh, hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, buddy. How you doing? You know who that is? No. That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> Ask him what he does. What do you do? I'm a talking head these days, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he used hey. to race cars. I th- oh, uh-huh. yeah. I think we're looking at the lead painter of the basement right there is what we're looking at. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him how many. How many races did you win? I won a handful, a couple dozen. I won some in the cup series and some in the Xfinity series. Not as many as your dad. So you won some big races, right? You won some big races, right? I won a few. Daytona 500, a couple races here and there. <laughs> Uh-huh. Are you you going you going to win some big races one day? What are you going to do? You going to race? Yeah. Or are you going to play something else? I'm going to golf and race. Golf. Yeah. yeah. What was like the first golf. thing you wanted to do? Do you remember? Uh no. I don't either. You, you <laughs> said something you wanted to do while you were a kid and then he wanted to go golfing and then he wanted to be a race car driver and when he was done with all of that he was going to be a dentist. Hey, all that pays really well. So that's great choices. <laughs> I think I think he's planned all the way out to sixty already. <laughs> right? Is he having any driveway right, races cool. lately? I mean, you know, how much I what? See you guys, any driveway races lately? I've seen you guys all the time goofing around <laughs> on social media on the driveway and all racing. Yeah, we were racing. We're now he's he just learned how to ride a bike, so now we've been uh, doing the bike riding stuff, and so that's been pretty fun, and been doing around with that outside. Um, and what else are we doing? He, the go-kart thing we haven't gotten on your go-kart in a little while huh man yeah so we got to get we got to get going on the golf on the go-kart stuff and get back out there because he wants it hey what, what do you really want don't you want yeah what kind of race a quarter midget yeah he really wants a quarter midget so i told him i says we ain't getting that until you can show me that you can drive in one of the go-karts that you already have yeah he's about that age to be getting involved in in competitive racing so uh would you would you go asphalt or dirt or do you have any kind of plan in your head um i don't really have a plan per se but uh we can do whichever with um dirt or asphalt there i think millbridge is obviously running a bunch of that stuff it's not real quarter midgets over there though i think right. they run those rc carts or whatever it is um but yeah we were going to get with a few friends that have some of that stuff and go out there and test a little bit and see if he's interested in it and can make some laps and what he can learn there and before we uh really get going so we had him on the sim rig last night running texas we had a bit of the trouble trying to make a lap so uh we got to we got to get, get better there. You had yeah. him on the sim rig. Yeah. 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 I was letting him drive. I had to turn the force feedback back. Cause when he crashed it about snapped his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Hey, listen, this is what I was asking you Dale about the best. Cause Kyle, he's saying those best, the best out there run on Tuesday. If you had no family and nothing to do, how long would it take you to be, beating those guys on Tuesday nights if you were completely oh. committed to sim race? Dude, it would – I think it would be – I think it would be close to 80 or 100 hours a week probably for two years before you'd really be able to start winning the pro races. That's what I think. I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm, that, that's what I was going to say is that um, before Braxton jumped up there and uh, stole the spotlight, I, um, I think that – you know, we could we could put we could put the same amount of time 
but some guys are just going to be better, and that's why they call them aliens. Some guys are just going to have a knack for it. Like William Byron, for example, we all put in so much time trying to get better and run well and qualify, but he's going to get that pole by two or three thousandths over second place. He just has, you know, put – he just – knows how to get around there, knows how to do it, knows all the tricks. I mean, there's a few tricks to pull for qualifying, but if everybody's pulling them, uh, I think that was a good representation of who's good uh, and who's the best. And right now I think Byron is the guy to beat um, in, in the sim world as far as all the real world racers out there competing. Yeah, for me, like, I'm, I, I put myself kind of like William because when I was a kid, like, I had the – the steering wheel and the pedals just mounted to my desk and a, and a, and a computer screen that I was running off of. Uh, I did that from when I was like eight till when I started racing until I was 13. And then when I got racing, when I was 13, the, the sim stuff, the, that was the papyrus days. You remember yeah. that, that, that kind of went away. I didn't do a whole lot. So I haven't done this stuff since I was about 13 and it's obviously morphed into way more than, uh, than what I remember it being, but that's how William started. He was a kid kind of getting into it and racing a little bit, got interested in it, then got into racing in real life about 13. So 14, he had, he was a late starter as well too, but he's obviously still kept up with the sim world stuff and is still really good at it and making it worth his while. So he's always going to be one of the guys to beat for sure. Yeah. Well, man, we appreciate you giving us a minute of your time today. I know you got a lot of things you got to be doing, especially with getting. You sure, there's not training. anything else we can talk about. He's he's looking know. for something. <laughs> anything? You got anything on your mind? We'll talk about it, buddy. Uh, I hear you. No, it's uh, it's been good. It's been fun. Just trying to bide my time before I got to get back to work. <laughs> well, have fun. Um, we hope you're doing well. Hope you stay healthy. Hope you keep your family healthy, and um, can't wait to see you back on the racetrack. Uh, trying to win some races, buddy. You got it, brother. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, we can get back going here soon. But uh, y'all be fun. Do good. And uh, see you later. Yes, sir. Hey, Thank, Thank you. You, good you got good it. Stuff. Good game. Thanks, man. All right. Have fun. All right. We will. Too crazy. I have no idea how you exit out of a meeting, so you'll have to figure that one out yourself. <laughs> I got it. I'm pushing buttons. See ya. See ya. See ya. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings and student to teacher ratio they even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent so when it comes to finding a home not just a house a home this is everything you need to know all in one place homes.com we've done your homework all right where are we at next there bring it up leah get up up. start it start Start the segment <laughs> what are you gonna yeah. practice? You need to go to practice a few times. Segments. I did see where uh I not know Matthew did. doesn't like his background because it's oh, not he's Matthew. It. I'm doing it right. This Mike? is hysterical. It's perfect. <laughs> there we go. I like okay, Leah, it. take off. Gosh dang it. Don't like this pressure. Don't like go, this Leah. pressure. Okay. Alright guys, it's time for Ash Jr. presented by Xfinity. First question is coming in from Jeff Berner. In the interviews you have done so far, what has been the most surprising story you've heard? 
Well, I think um, in my whole life or just this quarantine part, because there's two, this like a whole, Dude. this is real life and then there's this life. <laughs> real life. Think? The most surprising story that I heard. Um, you know, it'd probably have to be the Gary Ballou. I'm sure I'm going to think of a hundred after this, but the Gary Ballou one to me is pretty interesting. Him smuggling and then getting caught and then going back to smuggling. I just still can't get over that. And the fact that he was so good as a race car driver and just really gambled it all away and gambled it away twice. I go on and on about this story. Um, but to me, that's pretty incredible. You know, just to be, you know, doing all that to fund racing and, and be successful at racing and be good at it and then have it all taken away and have to go to jail. That just blows my mind. But pretty wild story. I'm trying to think of others. Just uh, some of the stories about cheating, you know, some and, and not so much that they did cheat because uh, it's in my belief that a, if you're not trying to cheat in racing, you're not trying hard enough to win. Um, I mean, if you're winning legal, great, good job. But the creativity and ingenuity that goes into trying to circumvent the rules or, or find holes in the rule book uh, really impresses me. And some of the things that guys have done in the past, we – Talk about Smokey Eunuch and 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 several of these legends that built motors or built cars and found ways to uh, make those cars do things they shouldn't do within the within the rule book and that's always really impressive to to learn how they cheated you know it's really uh really cool to to find out some of the things that they did and try to take that cheat or take that thought process and apply it to today's technology right? And see if it would even work again today. Or maybe find with today's technology, a more ingenious way to accomplish the same idea. Uh, that to me is really cool. Next question is from Crit. Is there any possible way that iRacing can model cars from the past decades to race? Absolutely. I mean, those cars exist. So um, iRacing can, can go scan those cars. The only thing is, is that they have to find out how they drive right so with today's technology uh basically iRacing goes and scans a cup car they go to Goodyear and get the tire data they go to the racetrack and scan that right and then they can basically make a realistic simulation of how that car might feel or drive right with an with something in the past it's a little harder because there's some missing pieces components maybe the tire technology isn't available the data the information about the tire uh, that is so important because it connects the car to the road. Maybe the guys that drove those cars aren't around to be able to explain what they felt like, drove like, to be able to make the cars feel realistic or feel like they should feel. So um, it gets a little more difficult, but they've done it before, and they've already done that. On the road course side, they have uh, historic cars, and there are a lot of people that are fans of them. So – um, I don't see why they couldn't do that on the oval side, bring back some stock cars from different eras. Uh, and it would be a lot of fun. That's got to be coming down the pipe because there's only so much of today's content that, that's available. Eventually every track's going to be out. Every car is going to be available and they're going to have to go back into the history to find some cool things that people really appreciated and bring that back to life. Next question is from Adam Zambotti. What shows are you and Amy watching to get you through quarantine aside from kid shows? We watched that tiger show. <laughs> yeah. Crazy guy. Crazy. What's tiger King. Yeah. Tiger King. Of course we had to watch that. Everybody's talking about it. 
Uh, Mike, you seen that Tiger King? No, but I have heard nothing but awesome things, and I gotta it's check it out. It's awesomely awful. You need to. Oh yeah, I've never seen anything like it, and probably never will. That was great. Um, hmm. We've kind of uh, we were watching the Hunters, which uh, is on Amazon Prime, and. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. I've watched a few things, and um, we're not watching a ton of TV, to be honest with you. Friends is on quite a bit. You know, Friends is on every channel, it seems like. So we watch a lot of Friends. But that one show, The Hunters, is pretty interesting because uh, not Robert De Niro, but the other guy. Al Pacino. Yeah. I swear, I would have guessed Al Pacino when you said Robert De Niro, but I'm like, surely this isn't going to be so Well, that's kind. they're kind of like so similar. Yeah. In my mind, right? Um, as far as their credentials and success and roles they play. But so that, that show is really cool because I'll start over. So that show, Mike, in World War II, after the war was over with, they brought a bunch of Germans over here to help us create rockets and do cool, you know, crazy stuff. They were big, they were scientists and all that, right? And Russia got a lot of those guys and we got some of those guys. And, and now um, they're in modern, t- in today's, well, it's actually in the seventies. Mm-hmm. The this show, The Hunters, is the is where these Jews that survived all that um, they went through in World War II are going around and finding these guys and killing them. And oh wow! So, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy, and it's a, it's a based in the seventies as far as what this show is with and uh, which I I'm really curious about the seventies and one of my favorite decades. I was born in it, but don't remember anything about it and love everything you know that I see about it and uh, so the style and sort of what people you know how the show is sort of shot is pretty interesting and uh, creative but uh, so we watched that heard it was good watched it and I don't know what's next next question coming from Brandon Lorick with these i races are teams able to sell space on their cars as they would in real life um, just curious about the economics of these races you know that's a great question and I've been talking to Mike about that we don't drive for an organization. We have a blank canvas basically to do whatever we want with this paint scheme. This past weekend in Texas, we decided to give a nod to Hellman's because they were, you know, we're going to drive a Hellman's car at Homestead. It's not happening today. It's not happening when it was supposed to. So it was a great chance for us to show some support and love to a partner that's been with us for a very long time in Unilever and Hellman's. Um, And so what we do with that space going forward is really up to us. Other teams may not have that same feeling or same approach. Some of those teams are going to ask, like, for example, I'm, I'm just assuming this stuff, but for Kyle Busch, he's probably going to have to drive the M&M's car. Now, what M&M's wants to do with that livery, change it, promote whatever they want, they're probably going to do and take advantage of that opportunity. But Kyle's not going to be able to go maybe and run whatever he wants. I don't know. Um, some of these guys are going to be kind of tied to the current organizations they drive for current partners that are their sponsors and we may do that as well uh, but we have a little more flexibility which i liked and it was great because i got to work i got to run the filter time car the first race big big uh boost for filter time a small um uh company that i'm an owner in uh so we can get creative with that space and I'm excited about that. All right. Our last question is coming from a couple of special guests. It's actually in your group me, Dale. So pull that up. Great. Okay. Yo, what's up? Brett Griffin here from door bumper clear. I got my buddy Freddie in the house. 
What's up, Freddie Kraft in the house? Hey, Dale Jr., I got a question for you, man. I've always heard in real life that if you pay peanuts, you end up with a bunch of monkeys working for you. I mean, what do you pay a guy to spot for you that doesn't even show up for the first 15 laps? That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, funny. Maybe That's you should good. tell. Yeah, maybe you should tell the story in, in in full here. What happened? Yeah, we were at, we were we'd started the race at Texas, the simulation on iRacing, and TJ was my spotter, and we're running along. Everything's going great. Crew chief's talking to me. I'm racing, driving, doing my thing. Everything's fine. And then TJ comes in like lap 15. He goes, "Oh man, y'all started? I didn't know you started. Oh man, well." And I was like. Oh, I thought TJ had been there the whole time. He just, you know, was being quiet. But, uh, yeah, y'all seem to really enjoy that. Um, and I know that Brett and those guys are going to give him a hard time. Um, so, it looks like I'm getting ready to lose him to Logano, though, because Logano's coming back. I had to your, find me your, your comment was what was hysterical. What was my comment? What you said? Uh-oh. Welcome to the race, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, when, when you actually hit the wall or you done something, and then like three or four laps later, TJ goes, hey, well, what happened there? Did you, uh, you I know. He's like, I like, just looked away. Are you I, watching I, the race, TJ? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm sitting there running. See, this, I know TJ, so none of this surprises me. But I'm running along, and I hit the wall, and I'm gathering my thoughts and trying to figure out how to fall into line and not get run over. And he comes back and goes, what happened, man? You're running 34th. A minute ago, you were in eighth. I'm like, where where are you going? Are you getting up and walking away? Um, he's, he's, going into, he's going out in the yard. I don't know what he's doing. But uh, oh, clear. It's worse than that, Mike. I mean, it's even worse than that. He's, going he's walking to over to the bookcase behind you. And checking out what's over the bookcase and reorder, you know. He's babysitting. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he says. So All right, right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you, Xfinity, for sponsoring the Ask Junior segment. Good to have you on board. The Dale Junior Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, history. Okay, here comes Nyla. What's up? Sweet pie. <laughs> to see her. Okay, okay, okay. Come here. Can you sit in my seat? Say hey to Mike. Hey, <laughs> Mike. Oh, hey, Isla. Don't eat it.
stuck into it. Oh, what'd you do? Like this one. You can talk into it. Hello. Hello. You want to push the buttons? Just push the buttons. Hello. And, uh, hey, Isla. Is that? Hello. Stop that. <laughs> She's muting you. I love it. Yeah. Would it be great if she could mute me? <laughs> you gonna talk into it? Here, you want to hear? Ali, do you want to hear? Here. Oh, hello, Isla. Can you say hi? hi Isla. Hello, hi. There, hi. sweetie. <laughs> Listen. Sing. Go ahead and sing into it. Twinkle. Let's sing. Um, twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. <laughs> Up above the world so, so high. Like sing it, Isla. a diamond, diamond in the sky. Sing it. Twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> little star. I want to Good job. Thumbs up. You did it. We did it. Thumbs up. Yeah. yeah, let's keep doing this. Keep more. We need more. <laughs> Man, I wish everybody was like this about our podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we let, go. Isla. Let her it. Look let what it. I got. I See what I got? What is it? Twinkle, twinkle. Don't do that, Isla. Don't touch the buttons. Don't touch the buttons, I love. Okay, I got it. Let's go back. Let's get down. Uh-oh. Oh, here comes the meltdown. Oh, no. <laughs> meltdown. We're going to have meltdown. Okay, no, okay. No. You can come back. Up. Yeah, let her back. Did, we, we finished out the show with her. Let her, fin let her finish. Her, hold on. I don't know what's going on. Like you're choppy. Uh-oh. All right, we got you back. Can y'all talk? Yep. Yep. Y'all all messed up now. <laughs> I, I'll change the settings. <laughs> all right, she's back. Yeah, let she's her finish back. up the show. Yeah, she's back. <laughs> she's like she's back. What do you want, honey? <laughs> what do you want down? What do you want? What do you want? How are you? All right. How are you? You can color. All right, All right, Dale and Isla will do ban uh, will do the odd history. <laughs> okay, Isla, don't draw on your hand. You're gonna get us in trouble. <laughs> oh. Mm, mm, mm. too. Now this is gonna be awesome to see if Dale can actually do it with her on on this lap. I can do this. Ready to get down. You ready to get down? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> she lets you off the hook. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I look back. <laughs> I need the pen, honey. You can't have that. You're gonna get in trouble. You come back up. This is the realities of working at home. It's awesome. I love it. This is my favorite. I just want to say, let's we'll watch part. this. Ready to get down? Bye bye. I look back. Oh my gosh, that's here. Hold, hold on. Let me put this right here so you can climb up here. I'll read this, okay? 
Daddy Flo. You want to watch Cocomelon? <clears throat> Daddy Flo. Well, go get your iPad and we'll watch it. Where's your iPad at? Daddy Flo. Honey, you disabled my iPad. Thank you. Oh, disabled. Dad. Well, that, that'll take down the screen time. <laughs> drop that thing by half. Isla. <laughs> Right, let's read this. Yeah, tell her you got a story. I got a story, Isla. I'm going to read you a story. Oh, NASCAR man on Twitter comes up with some good ones. I've said it before. Here's a... I've said it before. He's a great follow on Twitter. He helps us uh, with some incredible tales on a regular basis. And this one's a classic. I'd never heard this one. So, pretty interesting. It happened during the 1970 Southeastern 500 at Bristol. The race was filled with mechanical failures, and by the end, the field was incredibly spread out. How spread out? I mean, Kel Yarborough blew a motor with 44 laps to go and still finished third while parked in the infield. So that tells you what kind of day it was. Near the finish, it was a two-car race between Donnie Allison's Banjo Matthews-owned Ford Torino and his brother, Bobby Allison. Donnie had a three-lap lead over Bobby in the closing laps. And this is where it gets interesting. Suddenly, Donnie had a new threat. Jabe Thomas, who was running 150 laps down, pulled in the pit road. He stopped his number 25 Plymouth in Donnie's pit box. You see, Jabe Thomas was a teammate of Bobby Allison's. Jabe pulled into Donnie's pit stall and asked Banjo Matthews a question. He said, how much would you pay me not to go out there and spin Donnie out? Banjo told him to go back on the track and he'd think about the question for a few laps. <laughs> Banjo checked his pockets and told crew chief Herb Nab to hold up a sign for Jabe to read 50 cents. Jabe Thomas saw it, came back to pit road, collected the two quarters and returned to the race. With the bribe paid, there were no incidents. Jabe Thomas raced to a 12th place finish and Donnie Allison won the spring Bristol race. Pretty cool. There you go. Yeah. 50 cents. 50 cents. Sounds quarters. like it was a bit of a lighthearted joke between them. Yeah. Surely, right? <laughs> All right, Isla. What you doing? Cleaning up? All right, everybody. It's the last call. Time to wrap up this show. Last call. I want to thank Isla for being a part of it here. She's still over here messing around. I'm involved with a uh, fundraiser for COVID-19 and I uh, wanted to tell everybody about that uh, at pledgeit.org. That's pledgeit.org. I donated a signed pair of my signature skeleton racing gloves for the athletes for COVID-19 relief. Anyone who donates at least $25 to enter will have an opportunity to win these gloves. Go to pledgeit, pledgeit.org slash Dale Jr. hyphen relief. All right. Let me say that again. Pledgeit.org slash Dale Jr. hyphen relief. That's where you're going to enter. As of this taping, we are only about 25% to our goal. That address again is pledgeit.org slash Dale Jr. hyphen relief. Speaking of nonprofit efforts, I want to talk about the Dale Jr. Foundation for a second. We have some fundraisers coming up, including the Wendell Jr.'s Ride Raffle. That's right. Um, you want to get down? Okay. Here. 
I'll be honest, we've spent a lot of time asking ourselves if we should proceed with a lot of these fundraisers. And every time it was clear that our partner charities need our support more than ever at this That's particular right. time. So we're going to continue that. Uh, these charities are still providing meals for the hungry, school supplies, and educational tools for children who are now having to learn from home, wellness to those at risk. So yes, we're going to proceed with our fundraisers. You'll be hearing about them soon and I ask everybody to help in any way they can. That's Lastly, right. I believe our TV show will be firing back up in a couple of weeks. All right. At first, we heard it will be next week. Then we heard April 15th. I will just keep giving you the latest information I have. But be assured, NBC Sports is working on getting our show back on air as soon as possible. So we're happy to hear that, Mike. That's right. I mean, everybody keeps asking us, man. And I'm telling you, like, hey. They're doing the best they can up there. They're fighting the stuff that we're fighting, and then, uh, but we'll be back on soon. It may look a lot like this. That's fine with me. I don't think anybody else is going to care either. I hope not. I really don't think they will. Um, there's just not a lot of content out there right now. Sports is all on hold, so uh, whatever we can do to help people uh, to be entertained is is good with me. So, oh, you got somebody in the background walking around there, Leah. Taylor's home. Yeah, I see him. Yep. Taylor, how you doing, everybody? Good to see you, Taylor. <laughs> He's on the couch. He's oh, on the couch. Yeah, good to see me. How's he doing? Is he staying? Yeah, safe? he is. He's staying busy down at the farm. Is he, is he taking this thing as seriously as you yeah. are? Yeah. I mean, he goes. Y'all have conversations about that, sort the, of back and forth about who's taking it seriously. <laughs> I think I'm not? probably taking it a little more seriously than he is. But he did. Yeah. Um, does he agree with? Does he agree with that? Probably not. Mm. Um, but he goes on the farm and he only sees cows, so he's pretty safe down there. You come back with that mad cow. <laughs> See, that's a whole nother conversation. All right. The animals can get it. You didn't know that? All right. I've been reading about this. Um, um no, I did hear a cat. A cat? I don't know. Yep. Heard oh, a cat got it. No. Really? Yeah. I read somewhere the cat I hadn't got heard that. Some cat. Cat got what? Owner gave the owner, I think the owner gave the cat the virus. I hadn't heard that. I hey, y'all need to Google. See what this. See if what it's this on is. the internet, it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you. Okay, that one for me falls into. I don't know whether I trust it, but I did read about it. Got it. Until I hear more, uh, you know, confirmations of animals being infected with this virus, I will be skeptical. That's right. I, we will. You didn't need to tell us. We'll be skeptical. Until, <laughs> we, we need a second. You guys. On that one. I, Y'all need to be skeptical too, okay? All right. All of a sudden, the tabloids, Dale Earnhardt Jr. reports that yeah. Dale Jr. now being infected. Don't follow this track. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make your background blurry? <laughs> oh, my. Are we done? No, I think we should do more of this. <laughs> you want, you, you want the, yeah. I think oh, you should. y'all's backgrounds. I, I think you should Awful. explain that plant. Here we go. Can Hold I blur on. y'all's backgrounds? Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> on the beach. Mine is the best. Leah, you ain't going to throw in a background? Well, huh? I mean, yeah, I mean I, she's got the perfect apartment. I would throw up a picture of my dog, but then you guys would just shit on that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> His first curse on the download. It might be. It's a monumental. Dale, what is, what is in your background? Like for real, what is that back there? Can I ask you? Like, like that yellow thing back it's there. It's a framed photo. Of what? Oh, I think we got that. Yeah. So it's a car. It's a car. Yeah. Isn't it cool? My light shines right where the headlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so amazing. Hey, Dale Jr., this reminds me of something. Hold on. I got a question for you. 
on your desktop of your computer. Oh, show. yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. What, what, what is your, what, what is the desktop picture? Oh, my computer. Yeah. I don't think it's anything. Okay. What would you say about a person that has a picture of themselves as their desktop picture or their screensaver? Just picture of you, just picture themselves. Would you have an opinion on that? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you would. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that perfect kind of douchey, kind of a douchey move? <laughs> it's, not it a it's not a picture of myself. I have it like is. a slide. pretty douchey, Matthew. Hold on. I have a slideshow <laughs> of like some of my favorite pictures from the Lost Speedway shoot so far. And it just happened to share the screen. And the one was like a picture of me. No, it like wasn't a picture shot. of you. It was the glamour shot of you. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> He's trying to take a he's trying to take a picture of himself. Of a picture of picture. picture and he's gonna put it as his desktop so he and Matthew can be Okay, sick. okay. <laughs> this has been fun. I gotta go eat. This is out of control. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.